Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What is that? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. What is up and welcome in this is in this league right here on the sports grid. Get on the grid. Yeah. See, it's a really easy, cool trick we can do. Just I do a tone to my voice and Bogman knows he's got to go. Get on the grid. Get on the grid. What's up, everybody? Hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend, and thank you for tuning in to three hours of ITL on the radio. Radio, radio, radio. My hype man right now. I'm just setting you up for like (laughs) like little things in the background. I'm telling you, you should watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There's a, uh, the the captain in the show is, um, he's just like this super serious dude, and he's like, uh, this is my nephew. His name is Marcus. He is 33 years old and uh, he has he works at blah, blah, blah. And his assistant is like, Captain, you're the worst hype man ever. <laughs> you need to have some music or some pizzazz or something. I've been too busy. I, I uh, watched this really funny movie called uh, Holy Hell. It's a documentary about a cult. Dude, why are you and your wife watching all the most depressing documentaries? during the most depressing time in the history of this country? It's a great question. I mean, we have watched one comedy during that time, and it was that uh, The Wrong Molly or... Missy. Molly, Missy. Yeah, there you go with uh, Adam That Stanton. was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, it, it was a very good movie. That's about the only funny thing that we've watched. It's been nothing but um, negativity. <laughs> and I told you, I did start a brand new show. It's kind of been my problem lately of figuring out, like, what am I going to get into? You know, is there something for me? And I started Narcos. So I've been watching nothing but drug dealers and Pablo Escobar killing people and stuff in Narcos. Good Lord. That just sounds so depressing. You know, it's funny because I feel like I've seen everything on Netflix, everything on Hulu that I could ever want to watch. So I'm like, maybe I'll start to rewatch stuff. I watched one episode of The Leftovers and I wanted to kill myself. I was like, this is terrible. Why? Why would I try to rewatch this? This is this is like predicting the future. Like, obviously, it's not as bad as The Leftovers. What is going on right now in our country but it's it's the most similar tv show to what is happening right now so yeah i mean i well yeah any I mean, it's not 50 percent of people disappearing but it's, it's i mean people didn't vanish off of the face of the earth well you know what if that happened at least it would be over with you know 
we'd be like, okay, well, that's done. I mean, we have no idea if it's going to happen again, but it's over with for now. So yeah. I, I guess you've gotten so dark during the pandemic. Like we, we just did this incredible pre-show, which is going to be a part of our, uh, one of our secret shows for whatever reason, we never do this. And we spent 20 minutes going on and, you know, Bogman not having enough money for some flexibility is a bad Bogman. It's a bad yeah. place for Bogman to be in. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm just like everybody else, you know, you, you lose a little work during the pandy and, uh, and all that stuff. So it's, uh, it's scraping by right now, but that's yeah. fine, you know. Uh, but you know, Look the, the Welsh radio stars, though, most They're of the time, good. most of the time, the Welsh can poke me and I'm just like, okay, you know, that's fine. It's fine. But for whatever reason, he poked me today, and it wasn't even a big one. It was like a pinprick, and 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 that was the one that broke the dam. And uh, we had a long, fun conversation before this show. That's, so. what That's what we do. You guys can come and check us out, too, over at InThisLeague.com. That'll take you to our Patreon. July, I mean, theoretically, it's a fantastic time to sign up. Um, it hasn't been a fantastic, apparently, time to sign up for people in July. But yeah, I don't understand. No one's signing up. Sign up. Yeah. Make me happy, please. please. Go, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army. We've got all kinds of stuff for you. We have rankings, baseball. Uh, the Welsh has 500 minor league baseball players ranked. I've got college fantasy football rankings, if that's ever going to happen. I have football, uh, PPR, half PPR, Superflex. We have secret shows. We have group me rooms if you want to upgrade. Some of we our have right now. Some of our listeners yes. right now are watching this show that we're doing, the captains, the uh, the top in the industry uh, of our industry, the top guys, they got access to to watch this live radio show and kind of hang out with us. And they got that whole 20 minute spiel that we're going to then double dip in, as part of our secret show. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good stuff in this We'll take you to our Patreon. And like I said, the theory is it's a great time because sports is about to come back and baseball is about to come back and football is kind of, you know, getting set up. All of it seems like a good time. But, you know, people are still reeling. So if it's your thing, come and check us out. Support your boys and make Bogman. Now, let me ask you this. Would you rather have people uh, donate to our Patreon or donate to get your boy Raheem Mostert his new contract that he wants? Um. Oh, so we're going to go straight to that. No, I don't. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. I don't. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about Mostert. <laughs> and I don't think so. I think it's a bad play. Let, you know, let's talk about that in the next segment, though. Um, okay. Just because we were going to go, we were going to talk about the Scott Fishbowl. Uh, okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about your Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. Well, and also just the process of it. But um, I mean, the, the mustard thing is really interesting because I almost took him in the Scott Fishbowl and I passed and I've gone through strategies. Let me get your take on this team. And let me remind people. Let me see if I can. The, the scoring, scoring this league yeah. is something because i know you and joe are not uh crazy tight end guys and i thought in in this type of a league you need to get those uh like just a ton of tight ends right yeah so let me give it to you here so uh first hour by the way obviously you can tell we're probably going to talk some football second hour we're going to talk baseball casey bubba coming up um coming up here in just a, a little bit in hour three so Scott Fishbowl, if you have a Twitter, you know, everybody, and I've done it a couple times, but everybody is very, very Scott Fishbowl. I love, I, I saw someone tweet about this and I totally agreed where they were just like, who doesn't love their team in Scott Fishbowl? And it, I think <laughs> we got the same feelings like with TGFBI, you know, everybody after is like, man, look at my team. But Scott Fishbowl is definitely something different. And I think it derives from an inability to understand 
what the hell you're doing in this. Like nobody really, really knows what they're doing because the scoring formats all over the board. So here's how they score. And I'm not sure, I don't know if it's properly listing everything because it's, this seems off here a little bit. So, so follow. okay. Or maybe I understand it, but, but I've said this before. I think I said this on um, this past week's uh, ITL fantasy football podcast, which people can subscribe to that. My fantasy league is the worst <laughs> fantasy site um, from a visual standpoint and a user standpoint, maybe like when you're playing in season, it's cool. And they've got lots of features, but I it's am very difficult to navigate. I am baffled right at why someone would choose to play here. And I'm not trying to be like super mean, but it is atrocious. It's the worst thing. I'm not trying to be mean. It's the worst thing I've ever experienced in fantasy. It's not user friendly. You you have to you have to like. You sound like the people that say no offense before they tell you something super offensive. No offense. My fantasy football league <laughs> is unbearably bad. Their queue. You can't even queue players because if you queue them, it automatically drafts them. Yeah, I it's don't impossible like that. Possible to find stuff. Nothing makes sense here. I just I I hate everything about it. So. That was first and foremost um, the worst part about it. So here are the unique rules for the Scott Fishbowl, if everybody knows. And um, you tell me. So passing, you've got six points for a touchdown, 0.4 points for passing yards, I guess, starting at 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I get that. Sure. Passing completions are half a point. Negative full point for incompletions. Negative four for interceptions thrown. Number of interceptions thrown return for a touchdown is negative two. So, like, you can get negative okay. points. So, you, if you're throwing, if pick sixes are in there. Who was the guy that threw all the pick sixes? Um, <sighs> was it, was it Matt Schaub? I'm a match. That's like, he is Mr. Yeah, Pickett, yeah. But he doesn't okay. play enough. Um, quarterback sack is a full negative point, And what? passing two pointers is two points. So, that is, there's your passing stats. I don't like the QB sack one. I understand that some QBs hold on to the ball too long and uh, and take hits. Like Kyler Murray held on the ball too long as a rookie and, uh, you know, racked up like 50 sacks or whatever. But also, the offensive line gave him less than one Mississippi on no. half of his snaps. So, uh, th that's more of an O-line thing. There's something to say you like about a guy that's able to move throughout the pocket. And like, like a guy like Lamar Jackson, I think, seems exceptionally valuable in a quarterback sack league yeah. where he's just going to, you know, not get sacked. Uh, for the majority of it. So here's your rushing. Rushing touchdowns are six. Rushing yards are 0.1 starting at 50, Bogman. So you have to get to 50 yards to even get a point. I'm guessing that's what it looks like. That's, okay. It says negative 50 to 999. Well, I mean, so. if your quarterback doesn't get to 50 yards, you probably don't deserve any points anyway. But if you're running back, I mean, come on. You know, what if James White catches the ball for 60 yards and runs for 40? You don't get now, anything for those 40 yards. That's 100 wrong. yards. I could be saying this wrong because it says negative 50 to 999. It might mean you get negative points to negative 50. So the same oh, thing. Oh, yards. OK. OK. Yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying. OK, okay. maybe. I, could I tell what I really at like 51 yards plus? Do you get more points? It doesn't say that. So it probably is just a negative thing. Again, it's 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 hard to fathom uh big i mean i like i'm not picking up on the scott fishbowl i'm picking on my football league that doesn't make it but you know the fishbowl has got very very unique stuff so yeah yeah it's rushing always two pointers are two points um are there any other rushing see these aren't even organized right uh rushing first downs are 0. 0.5 
And I think that's it for rushing. So receiving is receiving yards, 0.1. Receiving two pointers is two points. <laughs> I'm telling you, receptions are 0.5. Receiving first downs are 0.5. And then they have like punt return touchdowns are six. Kick return touchdowns are six. Offensive fumble recovery for a touchdown is six. And that's everything. Now, now maybe I'm understanding this because I didn't understand. But isn't it tight? Well, hold on. But well, isn't tight ends like okay, 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 okay? I'm getting it. Well, you said so, that's everything, so I just so that's everything on their the first list here. They write rules for tight ends. What's weird about it is it if you read rules for tight ends, you would read this as you get a half a reception for a tight end catch, and you get a half a reception for a first down from a tight end, but. I think that's on top of the receiving and they don't okay, make okay, okay, it. Okay. It's actually a full point for a reception for a tight end and a half point for a first down, or actually, I guess it would be a full point for a, a first down for a tight end. Cause 0.5 for receiving and 0.5 for tight end. See, I'm telling you the clarity of it is so off. It's so off and so difficult, but again, that's kind of the fun. And that's not really the point of Scott Fishbowl. The Scott Fishbowl is also, very big charity thing, and I'm just picking. Yeah, up yeah. That's very, very. Specific. It's it's I, just different. I, I the one thing I could have clearly told you how yeah. it works. Uh, literally any other one Let's besides fan tracks. Like it, it, it shouldn't be. I, I'm sure Tim would free it off for something he, as he big as Scott Fishbowl. I mean, not to be. You would probably bend over backwards to have that because that's right. like a really, really good thing for them. Uh, you know to have all of that access over there. I just don't understand this one. So there isn't a clarity bog because you're asking like tight ends and value and stuff. Like you can see where the values lie, but they don't make a ton of sense. If you go in and look at the player stats, Lamar Jackson was the number one overall player in the Scott Fishbowl last year based on this. He scored 32 points a game compared to Christian McCaffrey's. But what's unique about it is so the top five wide receivers Michael Thomas scored, think of how dominant Michael Thomas is for a second. He scored 22 points a game last year in the Scott Fishbowl. Number two was Chris Godwin at 18.9, then only 16 points, 0.7 for Hopkins. Seven, I'm sorry, I'm not on, I'm not actually averaging it correctly. Okay, uh, Thomas was 22, Godwin was 18, Julio was 17.8, Mike Evans was 17, and Hopkins 16.7. Those are your top five wide receivers in the Scott Fishbowl from last year. Now, Bucks. Yeah, tight ends, 21.1 for Travis Kelsey. So that is the second yeah. most valuable receiver behind Michael Thomas. George Kittle, 19.6, more valuable than the number two wide receiver. Austin Hooper, 18, more valuable than the number two wide receiver. Zach Ertz, 17.9. I believe that is more valuable. And then 17 for Darren Waller. So the tight end, the top end tight ends are worth more. And the middle, they, they really do drop off, but the middle end tight ends are like wide receiver twos in this format. So that's kind of how the values end up working. I just Which, got a text that said, uh, uh, I'm really glad that the Welsh is not emo Welsh today. He looks great. So, uh, and I don't know who this is from. It's a, text you that. It, it's a random person because remember the, the bet I lost a couple years back. Uh, so some people still randomly have my phone number. So someone is watching us right now. I mean, we only have Probably. whatever. I'll bet you it's Braun. I'll bet you it's Braun. It's not Braun. It's not that area. Yeah, I th uh, my prediction is it's famous because it's from that, you know, New York, New Jersey area. Well, he so. hasn't talked in here. We can see there's actually more people in this edition of the radio show in our room than there has been in any week we've made it live. So 
they have to talk and speak about it. All right, so that's Bogman. That's kind of the setup of the. So what does the squad look like right now? That's what we here's, need to know. And here's what's unique about it. I'm actually on the clock right now. Okay. So nice. we can make a make a, a pick here. So if you look through and you figure out, okay, what matters in the Scott Fishbowl? Well, tight ends are worth a crazy amount. Kelsey and Kittle go in the first round. Quarterbacks. This is a. That's the other weird, unique thing here. Is it's like a. Um, it's almost like a flex league. Like every position is flex for the most part because you can start two quarterbacks, but you can start up to six running backs, up to seven wide receivers, and I don't even know how many tight ends. You just get to like freely pick what you want to do. Should we call like it the Scott Flex Ball? It should. I'm actually looking up to six running backs, up to seven wideouts, up to five tight ends, and up to two quarterbacks. So the most valuable players are quarterbacks. So you have to view it like a two quarterback league. Wide receivers, their value, I see, is really diminished in this, and they're not in the same like wavelength. I think I think the idea of being able to have a multitude of running backs is really valuable. So when I was going into this, I was going to go high in quarterback, high in running back, tight end, uh, wide receivers in value, and I was probably going to look for value on the tight end, and that's pretty much where this is gone. So I'll give you the squad. And then we'll be going to break here soon. We can make my pick when we come back, if you like. Yeah, that sounds good. So I have at quarterback Lamar Jackson, and I had the fourth overall pick in this. So Lamar was um, was fourth. So that was pretty good. I see Bron's comment. Why are you blaming me? <laughs> um, so I've got Lamar Jackson, and in the I don't remember what round it was, like the sixth or seventh round. I got Josh Allen. So Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, not bad. Pretty good start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen. Passing, I don't particularly He'll run for a lot of first downs, though. Yeah. Like, Lamar Jackson led the league in rushing first downs last year. But the incompletions and interceptions could be or a problem four. with Josh Allen. But, but he runs. He runs a lot more, so that could be positive. I've got four running backs. Uh, da, 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 da. I got Austin Eckler, who I think I took in the third round. James Conner, Mark Ingram, and Kareem Hunt. That's great pretty, running backs. Pretty good. Pretty good. And I got Ingram and Hunt very late. Uh, I've only got two wideouts. I've got Julio Jones, who fell to the bottom of the second round. And then I waited until, I want to say like round nine. I'm actually going to go look here uh, so you guys can know what my... Da, 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 da. Um, I took him... I took AJ Green in round eight, Bogman. Jeez. So I got him there. And then I just took my two tight ends. I got Jared Cook in the ninth round. And I took Jack Doyle in the 10th round. And Noah Fant, Doyle rules. Noah Fant went one pick before me, and that was a little bit of a snipe. So, um, yeah, that's what the team looks like. I'm realizing we got to go to break. Yep. So when we come back, uh, <laughs> we can make my pick. So don't point us honestly. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Uh, in this league. Break it down. Welcome back, friendos. This is in this league right here on Sports Grid. Bogman, what, what was that finger you just what does There's that finger stand for? You. I know you've been struggling on money, but uh tell me the word what that finger dictates for all I gotta all I gotta do is wait for you to slip up. <laughs> oh yeah. You you slip up well, way more than you slipped up first over on the uh, most recent mock. We had a really fun time. Um if you guys are looking for some of the other content, I, I always struggle with this because I assume anybody that listens to this show of ours on the radio on sports grid is a listener of our podcast. So it's like, how much do you try to pretend people aren't and, you know, try to promote other content, but just, just so if you happen to not, we, we have great mock drafts we're doing on the football side, go listen to those. We're having a great time, but on baseball, because of football, we just, the, the mock drafts we do take a lot of work. They take a lot of work to, to go into putting clips and blah, blah, blah. So we can't have like four, three to four mocks a week that we're doing that would take like 15 hours of work. It can't happen. You, the baseball uh, prep mixed with football prep so is dumb. literally giving me gray hair because I, I don't only do, you know, I, I, you know, Welsh has it rough during baseball season because you're doing minor league and, major league stuff so yeah. it's super stressful time and i completely understand that december, me, december I, or like november well no really september to like march is a brutal stretch for me so for for me it is you know i'm doing baseball stuff obviously because that's you know that's the biggest stuff on in this league is we get the most listens and all that stuff on our baseball pods uh but also i do football i wrote for the black book. I do college football and I'm doing IT stuff. So uh, it, it's, it's just so much prep this time. So I literally, I like, I don't have the hours yeah. to do. So we're, we're trying to do these mocks uncensored and not curse during them. And for whatever reason, the last mock, I just forgot that we're not doing that. And I let an F bomb fly like three minutes. Yeah. In. And that's it's what's been so fun. We call it the uncensored PG money jar mock draft. And uh, definitely go listen to it. If I don't know, maybe you've been a little bit jaded about baseball or something, but in this like fantasy baseball podcast, uh, the 2.0 version, Bogman just absolutely let it slip. It was so great. And uh, those have been kind of fun since we haven't been censoring them. But the, the uh, one before was a lot of fun too, because the Welsh cussed and then cussed because he cussed. And that, that's, that's a, that's a common thing for me. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll cuss in reaction. So <laughs> cussing, and then it was like, Oh, and then I did it again. And it was, it, that sucked. That sucked. Money jar, money jar, I think 35 bucks in the money jar right now. So we're talking about Scott Fishbowl. We we set the stage. If you didn't know, most people know. And you know, I, like a bunch of listeners, we have some listeners that are in the Scott Fishbowl. About Eric Toft has been following yeah. my draft. And then obviously there's a lot of industry people and it's for a good cause. And 
Scott Scott is though we've never really had an interaction. I'd love to probably we should reach out to him. I'd love to have do something with Scott, but he does you know tons of great stuff, and he's very hey, what's up, Toth? We he's very beloved in uh, in the community. So the Scott Fishbowl is fun. I got to get out of my system the MFL stuff one more time here, and I got to kind of lay out for people that maybe you know they just off watch you know for years. I didn't really pay attention to the scoring, but just kind of be like, okay, cool. People are drafting these teams. We just laid out how the scoring structure is for that. So what you could tell is it's a crapshoot. It's a total crapshoot. There's there's points for everything. There's negative points for everything. You know, a guy like Josh Allen, particularly here, who was my second quarterback who I took in like the sixth or seventh round. Josh Allen's a dude who, you know, in a normal redraft league, you love because, you know, some some formats like to give more scoring. If you do four points for a passing touchdown, well, guess what? Josh Allen can get six points for his rushing touchdowns plus the yards. Plus, he's got more weapons this year. This is a guy that you could bank on as a top five quarterback. But in the Scott Fishbowl, where you can get negative for pass incompletions, for sacks, for way crazy more for interceptions. This dude scored negative points twice last year, Bogman. And I'm not yeah. sure there's a quarterback that had more negative performances. So that's why I'm saying it's crazy. It's chaos, which you're more used to. You love the more chaosy type of football leagues. Yeah, I mean, when I started playing fantasy football, I played like normal standard leagues for a couple of years. And then I did that site that we talked about before which has been bought out by a betting site uh, at this point. But um, what they did was what? you you had, uh, I didn't tell you this, EF Sports, it got it got bought by, like type in EFSports.com. Oh, no, no. Remember, we did the bit on one of the shows. I was, I was yeah. explaining to people how horrifically stupid and bad they are. And then uh, we found out that, like, remember remember the site yeah. that we started on before in this league? Like, guys, we're going to become a major player in the DFS. I mean, exist anymore, that place? No. What's so great about I'm going to look at it right now. I'm going to type their name in sports. I won't say the whole name, but um, they had this thing on their web. Oh, they're just gone now. It's great. They're completely gone. But they had this thing for like three years to be like, we're coming back DFS player. And then they just never did. That's what a lot of sites do. So EFS is now. Uh, um, it's as successful as weird holes and failings. So, um, but, but yeah, I mean, so when I started playing, like the the system that I was in was uber complicated. Uh, salaries for for players, contracts for players, uh, salary cap, are a restricted free agency, regular free agency bidding stuff, offensive linemen, punters, uh, all eleven uh, defensive players. It would so be so it, great in the fishbowl. Like why we we told you to sign up last year? Did you? I sent you I a link. Yeah, you sent me, and I, I have not, but I will. I sent you the link. Go know, sign it, do it right now. Yeah, the, the problem is, is I forget to do stuff. And then, you know, uh, it, it's it just, I'm, I'm very unorganized. I'm not going to do it right now. I'll We're doing it. We're working. I'll talk. I, I talk. I won't shut up. I'll talk. You yeah, set it up. I'm gonna, why don't I go sign up for the Scott Fishball right now? Because <laughs> the <world is> <laughs> I'm just saying, do it. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm signing up. Uh, okay, sorry. Sorry. All right. Bogman. Bogman is doing that. Bogman would be fantastic for this format. I wish everybody could see his face right now. <laughs> He's so mad. But again, we we literally told him to do this. I signed up last year on a podcast to make sure I wouldn't forget about it. And Bogman didn't do it. And he's doing it now with the angriest face. Someone screenshot his face right now. <laughs> I can't do this. All right. Here's the squad. I already gave you the squad. I already gave you the squad. Let me uh, reestablish what I have. And here's the fun thing. I am on the clock. 
so we can make the pick together. As soon as Bogman is done with the sign-up, this is a very lengthy process. I know, um, you know, you can't do two things at once, so he'll he'll be back here shortly. So reminder, I've got Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson at quarterback, James Conner, Austin Eckler, Kareem Hunt, Mark Ingram at running back, A.J. Green and Julio Jones at wideout, Jared Cook and Jack Doyle at tight end. And I am in the most embarrassing league. It's like conference 13. And I think I'm, I mean, what am I? What is my, hold on. I am in Fisher priced little people league, Bogman. That's my league. Say that again. Fisher price slash little people. I don't even know what little people are. I was like a little child toy. I don't know. I mean, I'm in a child toy division. I, by the way, I asked to be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they're like, "Okay, cool alternative. Let's the put them in the, let's put them in the Fisher Price." <laughs> the- Who is deciding? You know, I was in a uh, CFF league, um, and if you won the league, you got to rename it the next year. But it was always named after like a college, like Florida won, and it was the Death Row League because Gators, you know. Uh, but but. It, the Wolverines league. It was one time when a Michigan fan won it and stuff like that, but I don't understand the, the children's toys stuff. I don't, I guess I don't get it. And yeah, I'm signed I, up for Scott fishball for next year, by the way, it's done. It's over with. Okay. Good. Look at you. You're in. I'll bet you, you win it next year. Dude, if I win it next year, I'm going to be so mad that it's the first year that I did it. I don't know if I'll be yeah. more happy that I won it more mad that I didn't sign up. Before. You'll owe it all to me. You'll owe it all to me. <laughs> Yes, all, all to the Welsh for uh, cattle prodding me into, yeah, see, Carl's Jr. presents the Bogman League. That's what I yeah. would rename it. I okay, so again, so my team here, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Connor, Eckler, Hunt, and Ingram. Wide out, I've got A.J. Green, Julio Jones, Jared Cook, and Jack Doyle. So technically, it was at four, six, eight, nine. I almost have a starting lineup. I have 11 players is what you start, and I have 10 total players, two tight ends, Ooh, two wide outs. So two tight ends, two wideouts, four running backs, two quarterbacks. I am on the clock. So let's uh, let me pull it up here, and we'll make my pick live on here. Does that sound good? That sounds fun. <laughs> All right. So here we go. If I wanted a third quarterback, if I did it, um, if I did it, there's not great ones. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, Dwayne Haskins, Jameis Winston. Kyle Allen, Jacoby Brissett, it's it's pretty bad. I do have two. It'd be nice to have three, but I don't think based on the talent pool, I go into the quarterbacks. That sound good? Yes. Yeah. Bron, it's funny. Bron says because they donate uh, money to toys. Oh, that's okay. not, that no, but that's not why I'm in the little people league. I think the shtick this year, there's always a theme, is it's childhood toys um, overall. So there's like Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles, Legos. Next year, I'm going to be put in the fat asses that are obsessed with food division. Maybe it'll be a food. Maybe it'll be like a restaurant theme next year for Scott Fishbowl. Rokery division. It'll just be me and Jag. We need to be in the Whataburger one. Yeah, it's in Rokery. At least the Whataburger over, um, what is it, White Castle? Or no, which one everybody likes? What's the one I, that everybody likes? In and out. In and out. In and out. In and out. That's yeah. that's. The yeah, one. I saw someone uh, from Texas. They're like, "Well, I'm visiting my in-laws in California, so I'm going to finally try In and Out Burger." And he goes through the line, and he goes, he he takes one bite, and then you see him throw it in the trash and go to Whataburger. 
<laughs> that's good by the way toff screenshotted your face to me it's the best thing ever the mad face you had when you were signing up oh that's so good um all right so quarterback we're gonna say is out right yes you okay. you, you just you know quarterback running backs here's who we have carry on johnson uh no. jordan howard um duke johnson sony michelle is actually still out there boston scott remember i have four of them uh, yeah. Jamal Williams, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breida, AJ Dillon, Daryl Henderson. So it's far, not... it's probably Jordan Howard by a wide margin to me. Okay, Jordan I and have, So I have an idea of who the person I want to draft, and I, and I wonder if we'll get there. So let's go to wideouts here. Okay. Wideouts, they're much better because they fall. You've got Golden Tate, uh, Brashad Perriman, John Brown, Sterling Shepard, Kirk. Jamison Crowder, uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Marvin Jones, Darius Slayton, Antonio Brown Bogman is sitting out there. Uh, some of the rookies, Jerry Judy, I think Jefferson is out there. L really good uh, whiteout still available. And then tight ends, it's really bad. It's pretty much Dallas Goddard and Jonu Smith at tight end, and I have two of them. So give me your opinion. Anybody that's in the room, too, you guys can throw out who you think I should make. I like, um, obviously, Judy. It is probably top of my board. Marvin Jones, Jordan Howard. Um, Remember, I have two wideouts, four running backs, two tight ends. Golden Tate was up there. Um, did I, I don't know if I said AB already, but AB would be uh, pretty high on my board here. And then I guess Goddard because the tight ends go. So, yeah. um, And I like you, you and I both have always liked John o. Smith, but Walker has always eaten into him. And this could be the breakout year for John o. Smith. But I can't go on and tell people I love John Smith. Take him because every time I do that, he lets us down. We take him in DFS on this show. Well, yeah. next week or that week, zero points. Next week, seven catches, two touchdowns. It, it's it's it was pretty incredible every time when we were doing that with FanDuel, the FanDuel stuff. Like every week, we would take him. It would just be a fail, and then he'd come out and have like three touchdowns a week. Oh, so aggravating. So. A couple of people in the chat here. Braun says I th he thinks I should go Judy. Uh, Toff says I think he Marvin, Marvin or yeah or Judy. Yeah. Now I will tell you the person that I was locked into was Marvin Jones. That's a person I was thinking about, but I forgot Antonio Brown is out there, and I kind of really want to own Antonio Brown, but I just don't know if I can take him over Marvin. But it's upside. You know what I mean? And this that's what this league is pretty much all about, isn't it? It's upside. So and I mean, there's so many out there that if you miss Marvin here, then you get Judy or Tate in the next one, or Shepard or Kirk. Like a lot of those guys have a ton of upside. But um here's, uh, the, here's the thing though, the thing that you, I have to keep in mind. I need one more starter. And if I do this, like, okay, I go Antonio Brown and then I'm gonna come back and take the next best whiteout. I'm pricing myself also out of a third tight end or one of those running backs. Like maybe Jordan Howard, maybe Brita is still there in, in a round or two, but I, you kind of price yourself out if the commitment is going heavy white out here. So you're right. Like Antonio Brown, who I think I've seen go as high as like the 12th round, probably higher in some. Yeah. I think he's gone in there. Is it, it is an upside play. Is it more of an upside play over Marvin Jones? Um, well, yeah, it is more of an upside play than Marvin Jones because I like Marvin. Jo I'm sorry. I meant like he has like the floor and the ceiling Jones does like 
all of a sudden out of nowhere and to, I mean, compared if to Judy too. Or players, it's either Marvin Jones or it's Jordan Howard. That those are because I think of the yeah. running backs you listed off. You know, I'm not. I don't want to own Sony Michelle on any team, but he falls so far that it's like, look, you know, if he misses, even if he misses four games, getting him here as your what would he be? Your fourth running back, fifth running fifth. back, be my fifth yeah. running back, and he does not have the bye week of any of my other four, and I have two that are week eight. So just point. Yeah. Out. So so I would for me if you want floor uh, for that that player, but I mean. Uh, how much risk do you already have? Like, who are your risky players that don't have that have like uh, I am risk don't averse, have dude. Out floor? Listen, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, quarterback, Connor, Eckler, Hunt, and Ingram, AJ Green, Julio Jones, Jared Cook, Jack Doyle. I, I don't Jordan. have. I don't have. Jordan, a you have a lot of risk. Uh, all those running backs are risky. All of I'm them are risky. Yeah, they are. Willis, James Connor misses. Lo- loves to miss games. Mark Ingram has a really high graded rookie pushing him. Uh, Eckler is missing his quarterback. And who is the other guy? Um, RB? Kareem Hunt? Eh, Kareem Hunt's pretty good. So uh, I-, I would take Jordan Howard. So you're saying Jordan Howard. We've seen Marvin Jones, Judy, and Antonio Brown. There's just so okay. many wideouts. I think you can wait and get another good one next round. So I'd go Jordan Howard here. I'm going to make the pick uh, right when we come back. I'll make it. <laughs> so we make the pick this segment. I lied, suckers. We're going to make it right after the next segment. So don't go anywhere. More in this league coming back. Liar! SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. In this league. Talk about www.w.com. You major go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but that, that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, welcome back. It's in this league right here on Sports Grid. Three hours of fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can catch uh, this show live, of course, on the Sports Grid and maybe in a few other places elsewhere soon. But you can always catch podcasts. <clears throat> so go and subscribe in this league on Sports Grid, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, uh, Hopefully they'll be in order or on time or whatever it is. But you can you can listen to this at some point. I just don't know when and what order it will be. Did you get hour four in last week? Yeah, hour four. Bonus hour. Uh, we cut hour three, but we did do hour four. That's Come on, Bavona. 
Come on. I don't think it's Bavona doing that. So it's not. I don't think so. But, you know, anything's possible. Anything's possible with this whole thing. So we've been talking football. We've been talking um, actually really a lot about Scott Fishbowl. And uh, I'll make my pick here. So we were going through where do I need? I got four running backs. I got two wideouts. I've got a couple tight ends. The tight end pool is getting low. The quarterback pool is low. Luckily, I've got some decently strong starters here. And Bogman, I'm with you on like the floor of what you would want from a guy like Jordan Howard. But I do think there's still some depth. You know, on Johnson's there. Okay, he's whatever. Philip, But Philip Lindsay is out there. Uh, like you do that. have Hyde. You've got Breida. Chris Thompson is sitting out there. Daryl Henderson is a really good bet for especially midseason. You'd like or don't? Can't make yourself a Daryl Henderson. I like Daryl Henderson a lot. He doesn't fit with what the Rams do, which is weird why they drafted him. He got better as the year went on, but Cam Akers, you know, Cam Akers is just so much better than Daryl Henderson. So I I don't like him. And, you know, running back gets thin quick, even in a league like this, where they're not worth as much as they normally would be. So, but I, you know, uh, AB is a nice upside play. Judy's a nice upside play. If that's what you want to go with, I don't. Hate those picks. Marvin Jones, a nice floor play. Okay, so um, you just nailed. This is between Marvin Jones and Antonio Brown. Then take AB. Just take you upside. You're not, you're not paying for. You're not paying to do this. I so agree. take AB. Uh, you know, hope that he signs somewhere and get that top five wide receiver upside. Done. Antonio Brown drafted. There you go. There is a pick. Uh, I'm I'm in agreement with the upside play here. This was my last potential starter, and there's still a lot on the board. It's such a hard league to win so just you know yeah. ricky bobby this if i can ricky come back and i can get a jordan howard or a judy or a golden <clears throat> not a golden tate a marvin jones i'm taking one of those three when i'm coming back so what is your hatred with golden tate now i'm just not as big of a golden tate guy well i mean evan ingram is there uh, shepherd is there yeah take one no thanks marvin jones is marvin jones could be the de facto number one i know galladay is the guy but Holidays. They they pass the ever living crap out of the ball. Marvin Jones is the number two on his team is better than many number ones on other teams. So Lions offense could be really good this year. Like you know, with Stafford coming back, Swift is just so much better than Carry On. So I'm excited to see him. Obviously, might be you know all rookies uh, are going to take a little bit of a bump down in rankings this year because of the lack of OTAs and mini camps and all that stuff. And we'll see. I mean, we've got you know uh, as this is airing, 17 days to camp opening and they still have to agree on testing protocols and what's going to go on with the preseason and all that stuff so you know there could be a delay in camp opening as well if they don't get that stuff uh, squared away and we're already seeing baseball have problems with getting their testing and stuff done so um it's it's a it's a still a tall hill to climb and the the time is just getting shorter and shorter for those guys to do it so uh, take take the pure skill upside in AB. I like that. So yeah, I mean, with with leagues like these, these you know, Ricky Bobby, all or nothing. Why not? It pays off. So let's talk about the big thing that happened over the last couple of days that sure pissed me off. Um, sure pissed me off is 49ers uh, Raheem Mostert has officially requested a trade, and it's relative to a lot of drafts that are going on right now. As a matter of fact, I had been looking at him uh, around you know five or six. I round five is where I took Josh Allen, and then I was thinking when I come back. I saw Mark Ingram at the top of the board, but I'm like, he won't make it back. So maybe I could get Mostert. Well, Mostert ended up going with the six pick and the six round by uh, Ryan uh, Weiss, I think, fantasy five with the footballers. 
And he went before Mark Ingram. So I happened to luck into Mark Ingram in the sixth round, I felt. And it was one of those benefits, like a lot of things. People, you know, in any league we play, have tried to sell me off of Raheem Mostert just because, you know, I'm a 49er fan and they like to run the ball. But I've dodged every bullet at this point. And this, I think, is a, I think it's an important one to discuss because Mostert wanting off of this team and being off of this team is, I think, a massive hit to his value this year. I know dynasty people feel like, hey, look at this. This is going to be great. I'm not so sure. From a redraft perspective, there isn't a team. There's not a team, Bogman, that I see that would present better value for Raheem Mostert in 2020. Because he's not, there's, what situation there is he going to where he's a starter? Or even, you know, a de facto. There's a lot of people doing be a starter. Or at least a one-two punch with someone else. There are. But, uh, but, but would he be have the volume he would have in San Francisco if he was the, if he was splitting? San Francisco is the best spot. Uh, but I don't think if you move him off of San Francisco, he becomes worthless. He does lose well, value anywhere else. Not that he'd be worthless, but his value goes from just your 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 body language kind of you know like if he's not in San Francisco, he's he's gonna kind of be worthless. I know you didn't say those words, yeah, but well. it's, it's that's how it sounded uh, coming out. But but um, look, he has no leverage here. So to me, this is news because. Uh, you know, it's a little bit ridiculous that, you know, he doesn't want that much more. And and he is one of the better running backs. We saw him in the playoffs and on the back nine for uh, your Niners just play so well. So he doesn't want he's not asking for levy on bell money or anything. He just wants a decent raise. But uh, I, the Niners deserve it. He has he has no leverage. The, no the Niners, but he also doesn't any money to, to spend right now. That's it. I, I don't even think the Niners are doing this because they're like, nah, screw you. You're not worth it. I think they're not doing it because it's like, Hey man, we're already up against a cap. Like, I, no, can't. They're not, but they're not though. Um, I'm going to look right now because uh, you got to remember issues. Like if you pay him this year, you have to just give him an extension and they have to resign Kittle next year and all this stuff. So w- what's he going to do? You give him, you know, uh, $500,000 or a million and a half this year. It's just dumb. He has no leverage. He's not going to get traded. And he's also not going to hold out because he hasn't made enough money in the NFL to do that move yet. So he's going to play. He's going to be their starter. This isn't going to change anything outside of a little contentiousness that he has right now. So to me, this is a a big story, and it's an issue for the Niners moving forward because if you do want to sign him, he's definitely not taking a hometown discount or anything like that. But they're not going to sign him. That's the whole point. Like, Like, all I'm saying is that this is a story, but as far as fantasy goes, I, look, and I'm more worried about holdout stuff than I ever have been because I got burned by Lev Bell a couple of years ago. But this is such a non-issue. I don't think that this is going to turn into anything. I couldn't disagree. I, I, I To think it's a non-issue, if he's not in San Francisco, I don't think he's remotely he's close. He's not going to get tricked. Well, I, okay. 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 You want no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. I agree because he has no leverage. It's not deserved for any of this because the guy had half of a season. He has he's making a couple million dollars. There's no reason you deserve to be paid as the top running back or at the top of the running backs when you've done this for half a season and you've been cut by six teams. I get why he wants to do it because the guy's like 28 years old. He's made no money in the NFL. He's trying to get his money as quickly as possible. In two years, the guy's going to be, I think, 30 and he's not going to be able to get a contract. So 
this is the only year that you are really going to get paid. So I understand from a business perspective why this ain't the team to do it with, though. This isn't the team to be like, I'm holding out. The only reason you're holding out is because you're like, get me the hell out of here so I can get my money immediately because my clock is ticking down. The 49ers have no reason to trade you because they own you for two years. They showed this with Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould publicly went out and was like slamming the 49ers and saying, I'll never play with them contract, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? He got his contract done and he shut the hell up. The 49ers have no reason to trade you because they own two years. They have no reason to overvalue you because guess what? Kyle uh, Shannon does not value running backs because he can churn them in and out. And And he made made most hurt, you know, like like you said, he cut so many times. What's to say they can't pick up. So, you know what they should do the Welsh. They should go and get Akram Wadley. That's what no, they should do. No, Turn him into a superstar. They could go bring back in, but what everybody has said is get rid of him and they'll bring back in Devontae Freeman and they'll sure. have Freeman and Coleman again. It doesn't matter. They don't even need them. They've got Jeffrey Wilson, Jeffrey Wilson Jr., and they've got uh, Tevin Coleman and they have, uh, who the hell am I forgetting? Uh, Jerk uh, McKinnon. They've got Jerry McKinnon. So there's no leverage. There's no nothing, nothing whatsoever for him uh, to make this happen. And I don't see the 49ers doing anything about it. So what you're sitting in here is, does the guy hold out? Probably not. But if you're publicly going out there and making a big play, could this affect playing time if he's not showing up? It maybe could. But I think you also have to consider, so for you to say it's a complete non-issue, I don't agree with, because I think any other team, and we could go down the list of maybe viable teams of uh, who might be interested in him. You know, one you could maybe throw out if you wanted here for a second is a team like the Jets, who there have been open discussions with the 49ers and Seahawks about Jamal Adams. You know, uh, Gase likes to churn out some running backs. He likes to move them in and out. Maybe you could have a Le'Veon Bell, Raheem Mostert backfield, and there could be involved in a trade there. They signed um, uh, Gore, and they drafted Michael P. Ryan. They have no need for for Mostert. They already have Bell as well. So Okay, but see, this goes back to the point where I have is I look at the running back situations in the NFL – I don't see a spot if just for a minute, if he were traded, because I agree the likelihood of him being traded is less. I just think he's hurting his status with the 49ers. And maybe, you know, the team can go back to a guy like Jarek McKinnon, who, by the way, has been more than accommodating in adjusting contractual things as he's gotten hurt. And the team still loves this guy. But you go and you look and you say, all right, let's hear. Let's entertain for a minute. If he were to get moved, what would the opportunity look like? And it is, to me, significantly less in any single situation in the yeah. NFL for a team to acquire him. So that puts him at risk in fantasy it, value this year. Any, well, it, it, but it doesn't because he's not getting traded. Like, it's just, that, that, that's the thing. I understand what you're saying. This is an issue with the Niners, of course, because you have a player that's unhappy. But he, for him to wait to do this now, even though they've had discussions behind closed doors and all that stuff, it's just a stupid move. You know, any anytime someone demands a trade after uh, the draft, and especially in this time right now when we didn't get minicamp. So, you know, look, say what you will about minicamp, but guys get hurt during it. So sometimes there will be teams looking for someone because a guy went down, uh, because a guy went down early in training camp and, and all that stuff. You know, not all of them are going to be Jose Quintana you know, got injured washing your dishes, injuries and stuff like that. Guys get hurt when you start hitting, you start putting on pads and you start practicing and stuff like that. So maybe when, you know, the hitting starts, we'll we'll get uh, a team that needs a running back. But right now, 
like you said, no other spot is going to be good good for him, uh, nearly as good for him as it is in San Francisco. He's the lead back of a team that runs the ball 8 million times a game. So it's it's dumb. And I think it's even more stupid to ask for this small raise now because if you stick with the Niners and you have a great year, you're going to get paid a bunch of money regardless of your age. Even if it's for only a season or two, you're going to get a large contract next year if you perform with this team. So it's really stupid. to add, This is just so dumb on Mostert's part. I would fire my agent immediately if I were him. I'd be like, you're done unless his agent was trying to say, look, don't demand a trade. You're going to have a great year. Uh, you're going to go. Is he an RFA next year? Is that what it is, Welsh? Or is he uh, not a UFA? Until no. The end of it? No. I mean, he's been through six different teams or whatever. He's just a UFA after two years. By the way, his agent tweeted the trade thing. So this yeah. isn't about the agent being like, hey, blah, blah, blah. His agent is the one that went out and tweeted well, the tape requested. You're going to get paid. And look, if you put up a full year next year uh, of 2020 of, you know, 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns and all that stuff that like the high end of what people might expect from Mostert, then uh, you're they're going to have to pay you. Then you hold out. Then you have leverage because you are a valuable piece. Right now, you were pretty good down the stretch last year. Uh, you know, and li- like I said, he's not asking for a lot of money. So I don't necessarily blame him for being upset, but going public with it and stuff is just never a good look, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And it's just, to me, he ain't getting released. He has no leverage. He's not getting traded. So, but I think it's crazy that you don't think there's any that this everything of this is a non-issue because I think from top to bottom there's things that are issues well, here. Do you think from he's hold out, that's the only way. Uh, okay, no, that well, it's an issue. but I think there's a multitude of things. Like, will if you are so dead fast that they will not trade, and that's not even an option. You won't even consider it. Okay, so come back to part number one. Does he hold out? Are you not going to wait that at all? Nope. He doesn't have enough money. He doesn't have enough. He hasn't made enough money to do that. He's 28, 29. You just said when when he gets to 30, teams are going to start not wanting to pay him anything because he's old for a running back. I think he'll be 28 this season, but he doesn't have the miles that other, that other RBs do. So maybe that'll be taken into consideration, but he's too old to to be thinking he's going to get this multi-year contract uh, from a team, especially at his position. So I understand him wanting to get a little bit of money. And and to be honest, what's dumber than uh, if the Niners aren't up against the cap right now, uh, what's dumber to me is the Niners not just giving him some money to shut him up. Like, it's not like, you know, he's not asking for 13 million a year or whatever the hell Bell was asking for. He just wants to get paid what Coleman's getting paid. And he doesn't deserve to be paid for what Coleman was paid. He had 137. Okay, but... (laughs) He's he performed better than Tevin Coleman. This is a guy that has been pushed around the league for years and years since 2015, I think it was. And he he had he didn't reach 20 carries last year. He was good from week 12 to 16. I'm a defender okay, look of, at his of, playoffs, of Mostert, though. and I agree Mostert is better me personally. But I'm saying from a business, you know, uh, a business standpoint for the 49ers, you're saying because of five regular season games. And then one incredible playoff game, You, we have to now exponentially raise your money to be the highest paid running back on here, even though you have two more years on the deal? You give a backup lineman two and a half million. Just give your starting running back 
a little more money. Yeah, but see, you're just being flippantly talking about the money. You're just like, nah, I need to get some more money. Just give them some more money. Yeah, I'll be flippant about it. I mean, but why should they? They don't value running backs. Why should they give this guy who has done something for half of a season more money than any of the other guys when they don't need it? Well, if you're convinced he's so replaceable, then just cut him and shut him up. But they're not going to cut him. Why? Because they own the asset. They'll just let him sit there. We're talking in circles here. We got to. No, we're actually. Actually, we do have to go to break. Uh, Yeah, let's go to break and we'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 